Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Boomstick XL. And my God, my goodness, last night's primetime gaming was of epic proportion. Not only did we have over 400 people tune in. And of course, you know, this is this is going up against Cold Eastwood, who had 1600 live viewers and some pretty big industry icons on there in Paris Lily and um I believe the guy it was a uh, Destin Destin, Destin yep. from IGN. Um and uh, th- I mean listen, you know what? Those are big guests. Those are big guests and of course we love Colt Eastwood. So, you know, going up against Colt is always going to be uh it's going to be it's going to be tough. It's going to be something, it's going to be uphill battle. But it's a battle that I'm willing to 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 share. Uh simply because um you know, I'm a big fan of his work. Uh, YouTube is loaded with talent and there's only so much, so many places on, uh, you know, you know, during the 12, you know, 25, 24 hour period where you can place a podcast. So, of course, we wish him the best of luck and hopefully we'll have the viewership continue to grow. Now, before we get into the topics, before we get into all of the fun with the two panel members, I had promised that I was going to make a big announcement. And folks, here's the situation. A couple of weeks ago, um, my, uh, I made the uh, difficult decision or re- responsible decision to hold up all super chats, all monetary gains for the channel. And a lot of people were concerned. And of course, I appreciate everyone that reached out to me. And there was quite a few of uh, people within the community that were wondering what was happening. Well, here today, I'm going to tell you what's been going on behind the scenes. Um you know, Mrs. Boomstick has been a part of this channel since I started in November 3rd of uh, 2017. She has been someone that has been in my corner cheering me on. She has financially helped the channel with giveaways. But now, thanks to some um, potential partnerships that have been uh, presented to us, we are now going to uh, grow this channel in a way that I never thought it was possible. And the partnerships that has been that presented to us, we're not really, we're not ready to talk about. We're still in the decision phase of whether or not we want to go that route. And I say we, because Mrs. Boomstick officially has gone on to take on a full-time position at Double Barrel Gaming. And we are in the process of making an LLC, and uh, we are going to grow this brand in a big way. And the reason why people are starting to notice Double Barrel Gaming is because of you guys and gals. Uh, the retweets, the favorites, um, the people talking about you know how positive this channel is. People are starting to notice. And I say people, I'm talking about companies. So moving forward, Mrs. Boomstick has taken a prominent position within the company. And though she is not going to probably ever be on a podcast, folks, so don't get excited. Mrs. Boomstick is a behind-the-scenes kind of a gal. Uh, You'll see her in the chat. She'll talk to you. She'll continue to arrange uh, giveaways. She'll financially help with that as well. But we had to make some, you know, legal changes to the channel that required us to put things on pause. But I'm happy to announce that as of the first week, and then it's a tentative date of June 1st, 
We are going to um, uh, reenact all Super Chats, all Super Stickers, and channel memberships. Now, if you were a part of this originally and you want to rejoin, of course, we're going to be extremely grateful. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously with, with some of the things that have been presented to us, we're going to grow this channel in a way that is only up from here. And that is thanks to you folks who continue to support this dream. Again, remember, folks, this is a second career for me. This is an old man. Uh, who retired from the NYPD, uh, serving his community where I grew up as a kid. So it was super, super special for me. And now I found my niche uh, in gaming. And you have all accepted me for, of course, being former law enforcement, which right now is kind of you know tough around the, the country. But what you see is what you get with me on the mic. And this is how I was in uniform. This is why I had an incredible 21-year career that was sadly cut short because of a spinal cord injury, which, of course, I'm recovering from. And I'm doing well. So that is the news. Mrs. Boomstick has officially become a major asset to Double Barrel Gaming. And I want to thank you all for your concern. But, uh, yes, we're, we're moving up from here. And as soon as we are... Uh, done making the decisions on who we want to partner with, who we if if that's the way we want to go, because I, I kind of like the homegrown way that we do the channel. I don't necessarily know if I want partnerships. Again, it's something that we are in the process of deciding as a couple, as a as a best friends, because that's what Mrs. Boomstick is to me first. And, uh, you know, obviously we're going to be setting everything back up for if you want to continue to donate to Double Barrel Gaming, you will be able to do so. And again, the tentative date is June 1st, or at least the first week of June. So listen, let's get into the introductions. And of course, I have to, I have to uh, start with Zemi Games. Zemi, you are the <coughs> co-host with the co-most. You have joined this particular part of, uh, you, you kind of like to hop around. You know, first you started <laughs> on, um, you know, on Breakfast with Boom. Yeah. Then you, meant, you went to the Thursday show, which is the Xbox Factor podcast. And because this, this particular branded channel became so popular, we needed a second one. And you wanted to then jump on this. And here you are. How the heck are you, brother? And have you had any time to breathe since mass effect legendary edition has released you know just give me one more year man and i'll be on uh monday night show you know you, you, like, you, you're I, always welcome sir I'll, I'll i'll make like the like the full uh the full journey throughout all of uh, all of your weekly shows uh but no man i've been doing great i'm kind of getting a little bit sick so you know if you can hear it, my voice you know i apologize um but uh but no i've been doing really really well um absolutely been just terrorizing mass effect i've been putting in 12 hour shifts i already have the first game like all the content in the first game completely done 100 and now i've you know moved on to the second game i'm absolutely loving this remaster it, it's fantastic graphically it's beautiful and and it's just so much fun to play um I, I honestly i was talking about this earlier on twitter i think after i beat this trilogy i'm gonna move on to andromeda and beat that for a second time. And then once I'm done with all the Mass Effect stuff, then you're gonna I play it I'm... again. No, I'm not gonna play it again. <laughs> I'm not gonna play it again. But I think then I'm gonna move over to Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla's new DLC, like the Druid DLC. Ah, uh, but man, nice. so much stuff to play, so much stuff to enjoy. I'm I'm just enjoying, you know, the the ride through Mass Effect right now. Uh, and uh, hopefully it doesn't end anytime soon. I don't think it's going to. I think you're going to be playing Mass Effect for quite some time. Um, I mean, obviously, there are some games coming out from now to through the summer. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be talking about one of those games, one of my most anticipated games in the Ascent. We got an official release date, folks. And I am 
hyped as hell. But before we get into the topics, let me welcome in the other cog that keeps this show rolling. No longer rookie sensation. I would say podcast professional and someone that has been making the rounds not only on uh, this show, not only on Mavs and Fun Speculations Friday night show, but his own incredible show on Saturday mornings. And usually when I'm making breakfast, I'm there listening to it. Pong Soul, how the hell have you been, bro? What an amazing intro, Boom. Thank you so much. Uh, great to be here as always. Man, first of all, congratulations, Boom, on making the big moves. Uh, Well-deserved. I mean, Thank you, sir. Thank wow, you. Wow, that, that's crazy. I knew today was going to be a good day, uh, but that news just is a cherry on top. So congratulations to you and Mrs. Boomstick. Uh, just You guys are just pillars of this community, and, and it's great to see people, good people, get good things, right? And, and that, you, that, that, that is well-deserved right there. Uh, but I also knew today was going to be a good day. Not only did I wake up knowing that I was going to be on this show with you and Zemi, not only did we get the news that the Ascent is releasing july not only did i get the fantastic news that for my birthday game pass is launching Mer uh, uh mech warrior 5 mercs into yes. game pass and we get man eater which i have held off buying not only that but you know what i woke up to a notification that Zemi Games had finally followed me back on Twitter. Oh my God. So <laughs> this, this is an absolutely incredible, stunning day already. And now we get some great topics that we can talk about. So oh my God, Zemi, thank you for finally following me back, no, sir. No problem. No, I was just scrolling through social media and I saw you and I was like, wait a second, I don't have him followed. Like this feels wrong. So I followed you. Still need to add you on Xbox, I think, too. So thanks for, <laughs> well, thanks for letting well, thank everyone you, know <laughs> well listen uh i mean that that's the biggest news of the day i mean i would even dare say that if if you won lotto today it would pale right. in comparison oh absolutely I absolutely mean, i already won the lottery it, you well, know zemi you following you is like the one in a million so man i am happy well, you know what, folks? Listen, uh, uh, enough of the shenanigans. You, 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 you uh, tune into this show because you want stories that no one is talking about. That is why you tune into Dobao Gaming because not only do we cover hot off the presses breaking news, but we cover the between the lines stuff in gaming with um, developers and publishers that a lot of people in the bigger, you know, podcasting game are not talking about. And that's what makes us different. That's what makes you tune in. So we're going to open up with some in exile entertainment news. And it appears, folks, that they are not only making a AAA game, but it's going to be an FPS RPG. And according to a story that I pulled from GamingBolt.com, the veteran developer may have some new tricks up its sleeve. Now, last year... Uh, in Exile Entertainment Studio head Brian Fargo confirmed for the gaming fans that the studio was working on an ambitious quote unquote RPG on Twitter. Now, that wouldn't be the news for the storied RPG studio, which made its bones developing games like The Bard's Tale and Wasteland 3. Now, In Exile is making an ambitious RPG that isn't surprisingly, I mean, again, that's not surprising because they are RPG ex experts. But we do have more to go on besides the original information. And thanks to a, a hint from the studio's Twitter account, 
We know that the game in question is probably a first-person shooter RPG. Now, the news comes as a response to the official Xbox Twitter, which posted a GIF to help players decide what they should play next. It was kind of like a rolling slots, and I guess wherever it stopped, you played a game. Well, they responded, and I say they, I'm talking about Exile Entertainment's a very active Twitter account. And this is what they said. They said, new plus FPS plus RPG. Now, Exile has previously stated that they are, in fact, going to be using the new Unreal Engine 5 for its next AAA project. Now, the studio was recently hiring, so we might see some more information on their next project sooner rather than later. Now, what it is, well, obviously, we don't know for sure, but we do know that A, it's an exclusive to Xbox, B, it's releasing into Xbox Game Pass day and date, and C, they are an incredible, talented team that really brings it with story and voice acting and writing and graphics. And I think that we are in for what a treat, no matter what it turns out to be. But Zemi, mm-hmm. in exile, making a first person mm-hmm. RPG shooter using the Unreal Engine 5, could <clears throat> this actually be? And more importantly, what the hell are they working on? Uh, could it be? Yes. Should it be? Yes. Um, what are they working on? I have no idea. Um, going off their track record, though, I mean, they they typically kind of stick with fantasy or post-apocalyptic, right? And so, I mean, of course, like, I, I would imagine that it's probably going to kind of be a fantasy title or be, you know, somewhere in the realm of post-apocalyptic. Um, you know, but then again, you know, one thing that we've seen from a lot of the Xbox game studios is, you know, they, they really have that freedom to go out and, and, and make whatever title they want to be, you know, want to make, right. So this could be something absolutely brand new that this studio has never, uh, touched for like, you know, from like a settings point of view. Um, and you know, I, I say a lot of things on, on your shows and usually they're wrong. Um, but, but I'm going to say something else and it's probably going to be wrong, but I think it sounds really, really awesome. Um, so if you know anything about fallout, right, you know, the, the, you know, the first game, the second game, you know, they, they were made by a different studio and that studio, I believe eventually, uh, kind of, uh, disbanded. And a lot of the employees that worked on the first two fall, uh, fallout games, went to Obsidian and they also went to In Exile, right? Um, Obsidian has had their chance to make a Fallout game and uh, it's what a lot of people say is the best Fallout game to ever release, that being New Vegas. But you know what studio hasn't had their chance to make a Fallout game that that has really strong links like Obsidian does to the Fallout franchise? Well, that's In Exile. So how I, I, awesome. I like, like the way the path you're traveling down, yes, sir. Yes, yes. And I believe in equality too, right? Like I think that they should have the right to make a Fallout game. Um, but how awesome would it be if In Exile was working on a new Fallout game? You know, maybe it's New Vegas 2. Maybe it's, uh, you know, just a completely different, you know, um, area to explore in the Fallout universe. But how awesome would it be if that's what they were working on? They have experience 
and you know creating post-apocalyptic games. Wasteland 2 was was actually you know uh, it's very similar to the original Fallout games because a lot of the people that made those original Fallout games went over to an exile, right? Um, so so they 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 understand that setting. Um, First-person shooter. You know, Fallout uh, has became a, a first-person shooter. RPG, it is an RPG, right? So those all kind of line up together. And of course, Xbox now owns the IP. They have the the right to tell anyone or allow anyone to make uh, whatever fa uh, Fallout game that they want. So to me, I think them making a Fallout game makes a lot of sense. It's something that I would absolutely love seeing. We know that, you know, Bethesda is kind of the historical people that have been making, you know, uh, you know, Fallout games since they since they got the uh, the license to do so. But they're currently working on Starfield that's going to come out you know, maybe this year, maybe uh, next year. You know, we have a topic talking about that today. Uh, but then their next game is Elder Scrolls, right? You know, that's probably going to come out in 2024, 2025, if not later than that. When are they going to have time to make another uh, Fallout game? We, we probably won't see another Bethesda made Fallout game until the very end of this generation, if we see one this generation at all. So what better way of jumping out or pumping out a fallout game than allowing one, uh, you know, a team who has some of the original creators of uh, fallout all those years ago, yeah, allow them to make this game. I mean, you're, you're, you're really ringing some bells here, Zemi, which is why you are not only a part of this show, but you are one of the co-hosts because the logic that you are uh, bringing to, uh, to the conversation is incredibly interesting. But more importantly, uh, it could possibly be true because at this point, right, it's safe to assume that the companies that would necessarily do a new fallout are very busy of course i you know we, we 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 we've heard that obsidian we know they have four teams right we've heard that they might be working on a fallout new vegas too right that's rumored um but where do they have the time now yep. if you go over to bethesda bethesda really does have a lot on their plate and i'm not talking about you know the teams that bring us doom or the teams that bring us Wolfenstein, or you know any of the other teams. I'm just talking about Bethesda proper, who is going to potentially bring us a, a Fallout Five, is really busy with you know finishing um, Starfield and getting the Elder Scrolls ready to go. Fallout could potentially be years away, so why not allow In Exile to make their own version? Maybe not Fallout Five proper. Mm -hmm. maybe a fallout new miami. fallout fallout miami fallout, fallout alaska London. wherever <clears throat> no i agree 100 um i think it makes a lot of sense you know and and you know some people might say well you know it, it's been you know called that this game's going to be using the unreal 5 engine and that's not the engine that bethesda has used it's not the creative engine right but no. With that being said, you know, uh, Obsidian, they made uh, Outer Worlds, which feels very, very close to Fallout with I what what engine Unreal 4, right? I think I believe it was four. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you know, that wouldn't necessarily even stop this either. I don't know. I it's just, you know, it's my wild speculation. I'm usually wrong, but maybe I'm right this time. I think that you have a, a better chance of being right than you certainly have a better chance of being wrong on this one because of the history. Mm -hmm. That is what is important. Pong, so let, let's 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 get your opinion as you get on the bus to Speculation Town with Zemi and I. 
folks, listen, there is a lot of excitement around uh, Fallout still. Now, I, I get it. I was one of the people that were very hard on Fallout 76. I bought the game. I didn't. You know, and that's the thing. I tell the story all the time. I didn't buy the game for the game. The truth of the matter is, is that I like collectibles and I knew that it was an online game and I knew that Mr. Boomstick was probably never going to play it. And I bought it for the helmet, which is sitting above my head right now. And I'm very I'm still not sad that I did. Um, I'm very happy. Oh, look at that. I just wiped out. That's awful. Um, but. Pong, wh where where do you take Zemi's um, uh, opinion on why not let Inexile, who is a veteran developer, get a shot at a new Fallout in their own way? Well, Boom, I'm not going to bring the rain necessarily to speculation town because we know it's always sunny 75 with Damn right it and is. unicorns <laughs> but what i am going to do is we're going to take a small detour here okay because i would first of all i would love a brand new fallout right if you give me you know new alaska whatever you want to call it new new york i don't care what you do with it if you want to go back to that and have in exile do it I'm all aboard, okay? That is fine. But we need to take a small detour here. And we need to head over to the handy time machine in Speculation Town that we do have, okay? And we need to go back to last October, all right, when a bunch of articles were written based upon a post in Reset Era, okay? And we need to go back to that because there are two gentlemen at in exile right now right uh we've got jason anderson and chad moore and they were formerly of troika games now troika games closed down but troika games uh when they were still up in developing games had done something called uh arcanum of steamwork works and magic obscura okay mm. now this was a highly praised critically uh well received uh rpg game set in a steampunk universe all right so we've got jason a anderson uh who's principal designer and we've got chad moore who's creative director now at in exile they had uh back in October, uh, a uh, user had found a reset uh, reset error user had found uh, their uh, Pinterest accounts, which were filled with steampunk images. No, and so the articles were written back then that In Exile's next new big RPG could be a steampunk universe, brand new IP. To me, this makes total sense. There are a few genres out there that are still uh, relatively untouched when it comes to big AAA games, and steampunk is one of them. Um, and I would personally love to see a steampunk RPG first person shooter, whatever you want to call it from in exile. And I think with these two, um, you know, important people, uh, their background, it would make total sense. And I think Microsoft and Xbox, you know, Phil and his team realized that they have a lot of the genres currently filled, uh, when it comes to big open world kind of RPG style games, but one of them untapped is steampunk. So I think that's personally where we're going to see this game go. And I think it makes a ton of sense. And again, for me, it, it is an incredible new 
place to explore and to see what these guys come up with. Um, if you guys want to take a look, go back again, look at their previous game, uh, read the reviews. It was highly regarded at the time. Unfortunately, uh, they I think they did uh, Bloodlines Masquerade, and it kind of failed, uh, and they closed up shop at that point. But I think that's the talent that they saw when they brought them to In Exile uh, and gave them these high-profile positions was, hey, let's do something brand new. You guys already know what you're doing in, in this type of world. Let's give you the reins. Let's see you go wild and let's see what you create. So I think that's what we're going to see out of this team. I mean, listen, I, I like what you're putting down and you know, something to be completely fair, to be completely honest to both people in the, in the same, you know, driver's seat as me in speculation town with Zemi and Pong. I, I don't care which way it goes, to be honest with you. If you give me a new, um, you know, a, a, a new London fallout, I'm good. You give me a steampunk new IP exclusive for Xbox, I'm good. And mm -hmm. I think most people <clears throat> would be good. And you know something? Again, we know that there are some deep lines, deep veins, if you will, with the people on the developers that are currently still staffed at NXI. We know how deep they run when it comes to Fallout, Zemi. And you are certainly onto something. But, of course, the detective work that was done by Pong Soul to per perfection, in my opinion, really does tell the tale. And maybe they want to create their own new IP with the bones of a, a game as big as um, Fallout that they are known for. Right. They're, they're originally known for Fallout, mm -hmm. but they tell it in a steampunk kind of a way. And again, Pong's right. I, there are not a lot of a lot of um developers or publishers that are really pushing the steampunk-esque kind of gameplay that would be i mean i think the last time we saw it might have been considered um bioshock 3 right like that was like kind of the last time you would consider steampunk-esque right mm -hmm. yeah i would say that that was probably the last really like commercially successful version of steampunk uh you know in in, in you know the games industry no for sure um and <clears throat> you know once again we're in speculation town they could be creating anything right you know we we have no idea and i think pong bring some like really really great points and some great evidence pointing to something uh completely different than what i'm speculating for um <clears throat> but i think one thing that we can take away from this regardless is that they are working on something it's probably going to be a first person rpg and they now have the complete backing and funding from microsoft so you know what you know all of their you know previous games what they might have you know wanted to do but never got the chance to because of you know financials uh it takes money to make games that's not going to be an issue probably anymore right right they you know that's like one of the really exciting things about microsoft uh, ac uh acquiring um uh, obsidian right is that for the longest time financially uh they they you know were in a tough spot right but now since you know these studios all these studios have the funding and the backing from microsoft the worlds that they can create uh are, are only going to improve so regardless of what we get you know if it's a new steampunk title or if it's a fallout game um you know we're going to get something and it's you know chances are going to be a very high quality because in exile is an you know an extremely uh talented team with deep roots and and gaming 
I agree. I absolutely agree with you. And, and you know something? We, again, this is one of those titles that I believe is far out. Um, obviously, they're working on mm-hmm. Unreal Engine 5. That 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 engine has not officially been released. Uh, I know that there was, are, are several teams to, to have it. They're one of them for sure. Um, Ninja uh, Ninja Theory is another one that already has it. A few, a few of the Xbox uh, developers have that engine and again, we're not going to probably see anything for a couple of years, but to know that they're working on a AAA, well-funded, uh, you know, RPG, first-person RPG shooter, it gets me excited. To fa- and again, you know what? This is one of those teams that most most people in the industry, I'm talking about like the gaming industry, don't really talk much about mm-hmm. because they're small. You know, they're not 343. They're not Obsidian, right? They're not Ninja Theory. And I would even dare say people discount Ninja Theory because of their size. Um, and I think that this is this is an opportunity for this team to really strike a chord if it turns out that what they're going to bring to us is a new original IP that is going to be AAA using Unreal Engine 5. It's I Again, it has the potential to be something special, and we don't really even know a whole mess about it. But I do want to move on to the next topic, and I see the chat is starting to um, talk about it. So we're going to go right into some Starfield news, folks. Now, last night, um, we talked about, on, on Primetime Gaming, obviously, we talked about um, uh, Jeff Grubb confirming for the masses that Starfield was, in fact, going to remain an exclusive IP for both Xbox and the PC. And, of course, this news broke on Friday, and like the interwebs are, uh, they went ballistic. Uh, and I think that most Xbox gamers who have seen um you know, Sony lock up, uh, you know, one Final Fantasy after another, after another, and one game after another locked up for a year and two years and five years and 15 years. It's about time that Microsoft gets some of all their own exclusives. And and one of the things that we, again, we talked about with uh, Jay Fonzarelli, uh, um, uh, who was a guest on last night's show, is that We've all come to the realization that up until recently, and I want to say uh, going back maybe even a year, maybe two years, Microsoft uh, definitely had an identity problem because all they were known for were Forza, Halo, and Gears. And, you know, post, uh, and I talk about this all the time, folks, post E3 2018, that changed Phil Spencer started to change the identity of Xbox, and they currently have 35 teams making multiple games, and they have 23 first-party teams and potentially more um, uh, coming to the masses that are going to remain Xbox exclusive. And I think it's about time, folks. And and I'm not saying that because I'm throwing slinging mud at Sony. Sony does all right on their own end, right? They're still cutting checks and they're still locking up exclusives for a year for a year and two years and potentially even three years. You know what? If I, I'm going to say this and this is going to uh, it's blunt, it, it might be insulting, but one of the things that I uh, that we talked about last night was I recall quite quite vividly how many. And this wasn't just the toxic community. This was just gamers that particularly enjoyed Sony's products over Xbox. 
many of the threads that I that I was a part of, many of the ones that I read was if you want to play Spider-Man that's developed by um, Insomniac Games, you got to buy PlayStation 4. This was shoved into the nose of Xbox gamers for effing years. Well, now I'm going to roll reverse. And I say this with, with, with no disrespect, but if you are a PlayStation-only gamer, there's two things. One, I feel bad for you. Because one, you're only experiencing what Sony offers, and you're literally turning your back on an entire industry that offers a tremendous amount of games that you could play that maybe that you might in, be interested in, but because you're you know you're thumbing your nose at the world because they're not a Sony game, you're missing out. And two, if you are someone that doesn't do that and you're interested, the gr the grass on this side is very green. It's very lush and you might have to go out and obviously play on a multitude of ways, unlike Sony. So Sony tells you you can play your, your, your next Spider-Man 2 on your PlayStation 5. And in the words of uh, the, the very great Richard Pryor, tough titty if you don't have a PlayStation 5, right? That's what they tell you. But see, Microsoft tells you, well... If you want to be a part of uh, the Xbox ecosystem, that's not a problem. You don't got to go buy a box. You can join Game Pass. You can play on your tablet. You can play on your pewter. You can play on your phone. This summer, you can play on your TV. Or you can buy an Xbox and enjoy what a $300 box gives you for the price of probably around $800 of a PC. And you know what? That's what people are going to have to do. So I want to go first to... Uh, Pong Soul on this. And, you know, we not only, again, we, last night we confirmed and, and, and Jeff Grubb confirmed on Friday that Starfield was exclusive. And that, that rang, uh, many, many Xbox gamers were happy, many PlayStation gamers. And I have some threads that I, I, I had to mute because I couldn't believe the toxicity that came out of it is exclusive to Xbox, right? But we, we, as we closed out last night's show, uh, another story dropped into my lap from my favorite place to get hot gaming news, comicbook.com. And as we know, there's a lot of talk and has been for weeks now surrounding Starfield recently. Now, obviously, it's an upcoming sci-fi title from Bethesda and developed by Bethesda Game Studios. While we have already heard in recent days that we can surely expect to see the game show up next month at E3 2021 Pong, new information comes forward in relations to when the title is planning to actually hit store shelves. And prominent YouTuber and Bethesda insider. Now, I didn't know who he was until last night. Well, now I know that he is the real deal. It's at Skullzy, S-K-U-L-L-Z-I. He dropped a megaton of information uh, the last couple of days. But this piece of information that we're going to talk about may disappoint many people, not only on this panel, but potentially in this chat. Now he said that Starfield is likely going to release next year in 2022. Now to tighten that window even further, Scully also said that he has heard a launch within the first quarter of the year is possible with March 2022 being the most likely month. Now previously, we have heard that the release was going to be in 2021 for Starfield and that was potentially going to find its way in between a Forza release and Halo Infinite in November. Well, it turns out that they don't want to rush the game. They want to give it lots of, uh, I guess, tender love and care to make sure there are no bugs. But 
I kind of want to bring this up for a second. Last night on the podcast, on the Primetime Gaming, someone had said that made that God Howard, right? Not Todd Howard. God Praise Howard. His name. Praise <laughs> be his name. <laughs> <laughs> loves Amen. he loves specific dates. Like he's a date guy. You know what I'm saying? Like dates. He does it, you know, specifically because he has an affection for releasing a particular game on a particular date where it's meaningful and always memorable. Well, he did that for the Elder Scrolls Five when he released it on 11 11 2011. And on last night's podcast, someone had made a mention, and I wish, my God, I wish they, I, I could remember who it was. They said that the new date could possibly be 2-22-2022, and it makes a lot of sense. So I'm going to go to you, Pong, first, and in my notes I say, do you guys need a hug? A, because it may be delayed into 2022, but do you think that if... Is it better for Starfield to release in its own way, out of the way of a Forza and a Halo? And could it potentially be better off to use some more polish? Pong, what do you think about this? Oh, boy. I got big opinions on this. Uh, I tweeted a little bit about it yesterday. Um, so first of all, I'll, I'll state this. Part, part of what uh, my feelings are are selfish, right? Because I do want Starfield. Um, you know, everybody is getting uh halo uh which is what a lot of people want and yes i am you know hyped for halo but i'm a casual halo fan but i really wanted starfield because it's god howard's uh, first new original ip in 20 some years right so this this for me is a big deal personally um so of course i want starfield but i'm also in the camp that if it is because of polish if it is because they need to work on some more things on the game of course i want them to push the game i'm not going to say delay because they've never given us an official release date and and so that word is out the window but i'll say push because i believe internally uh that they wanted this game for 2021 if the rumors uh you know be uh believed then this game was originally slated for 2020 uh and that's what todd howard and, and, and his team were pushing for but obviously covid changed everything in the world and so here we are but uh, all that being said, I do have to push back a little bit on what your panel, I think almost everybody, if not everybody did agree that they, they were, they were okay with this because they want to see. Well, I'm not good, okay with it. I, well, I'm not okay with right, it. right. But I'm just saying from the standpoint that they wanted to see cadence, right? So, um, of game releases and that that's important for me. I need to push back on that because I think, yes, that is important. Obviously that you have to have a good rhythm. You have to have a good flow of games at all times but that that happens once you've established your dominance uh that does not happen when you're climbing the mountain and you're out here trying to grab as as much mind share as possible and as many new people to the ecosystem as possible which game pass right now being the new platform is in a growing phase this is the prime time when you are going to do everything possible to get people to buy in um, now 
I think a part of this, again, this is personal feelings, no information, nothing else, because we will never truly know unless somebody from the inside comes out and tells us exactly what happened. And the reality is that's that's probably never going to happen. Um, But I think my personal feeling is, is that they were pushing for 2021 or 2021 holiday 2021 to have Forza Horizon 5, to have Starfield and to have Halo as a three headed monster to push as much as possible into holiday uh, when everybody is going to be looking to purchase. Now, I think that kind of changed as we've seen and started to hear that the shortages could continue into 2022. So if that's the case, And I know consoles aren't the only avenue with Xbox and Game Pass that people are going to buy into the ecosystem. However, you know, with streaming technology still trying to catch up uh, with it still relatively being new, uh, we still don't have the apps on the TV and that kind of stuff. Your consoles are still going to be your your, your main kind of doorway to Game Pass for the time being. Um, So I think that once they started seeing that there was going to be shortages that may run into 2022 that they're not going to have consoles available everywhere for everybody to buy i think that might have shifted their plans a little bit and maybe they decided to you know push it and give it some more time to polish up and to shine up but i think it would have been ready if they wanted to have it come out this year Um, i think that was the plan i think that lines up as well with what we were hearing about e3 Um, you know at the beginning of this year uh even up until last month they were talking about two separate shows right back-to-back shows and now we're starting to hear that they might be merging the two shows together okay that would make total sense because if they were planning on starfield 2021 they were going to do a gigantic showcase of it which would you know, makes sense to have two separate shows to, you know, wh- however you want to transition from. I still the, think it's going to be a three hour show. Yeah, it still could be huge. They got plenty of content. But what I'm saying is the minute that they decided to maybe push Starfield to 2022, that then, you know, I don't think they do a, a gigantic showcase at a- E3. Um, I think that we get a, a trailer, um, as a lot of people have maybe talked about a CGI trailer. And then later this year, because that is Bethesda's MO. Oh, right. Is you don't show until you're ready to launch. Mm -hmm. And so I think if they're going to push this to 2022, then, then what they'll do is they'll give us a CGI trailer, give another little taste, build, you know, keep building that 2021. Correct. Correct. Then you you get a big showcase of some kind, um, to spotlight it, to give it its own area. And I think that's when you go ahead and announce whatever the release date is. Now, as far as the date goes, yeah, I mean, again, Todd Todd has been known to pick out a, a, a significant date in his head, whether it be numbers or whatever the case may be. Maybe it is 2-22-22. Um, that, that makes sense to me. Um, you know, the earlier the better in, in my, you know, in my view. Again, I want Starfield. Um, but again, it's all speculation. We're in speculation town here. Mm-hmm. Um, so from, you know, from my point of view, it, it might be a little bit skewed because I'm selfish like that. Um, but at the same time, again, if the game isn't ready and that's the real reason why they're pushing this, then so be it. The, 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 I don't want the game to come out until it, it it's done. Uh, and, and Todd and his team are satisfied with what they've got um, because that's the most important thing at the end of the day, because 
again, this being his brand new baby, his his love child that he has been waiting to make. Um, and it, we've had decades go by without a brand new IP from this genius, God himself giving us something like this. I want it to be the best possible. And so, you know, whatever makes him and his team happy, I'm all down for, you know, and if that means 2022, so be it, then I'm on board. Well, listen, folks, I, I like I like what you're putting down, and I think that you're on to something. Um, I, I just want to put it out there that I am I, I really wanted the three triple A uh uh headed dragon to be uh September, October, November. That that's I really wanted that for Microsoft to be surrounded by all of these other double A and single A and indie games. That is, I mean, the, the remainder of the six months for 2021 for Xbox is going to be a monster year. Um, and obviously, we're going to start seeing all of these games like 12 Minutes and Tunic and The Ascent and just keep going down the list of everything that you've you've seen in the last couple of uh, like since last year that are going to be coming out this year sprinkled in with a Horizon 5 and a Halo. Unfortunately, it looks like we're not going to get um you know uh, starfield this year i am I, I i do have a surprise for everyone though you see i don't have a lot of connections folks but every now and again i get an email or i get a dm from someone that says hey boom you, you know me you don't know me this comes in from somebody that i trust and folks this is the only show you're going to see this on i'm expecting to get this this show picked up by everyone i have the cover art that someone was able to get out of Bethesda. Uh, and I have that. I'm going to display it right now. I got to tell you, uh, I, I think that Pong and Semi <laughs> are going to be really happy. This is the this is the official cover art, folks. Remember, you saw it on Double Barrel Gaming broke this story first, folks. I was able to get this from a, a very, very unique connection. And I'm just going to pause this footage so you guys can see it. Here it is, folks. There Praise. is <laughs> the cover art for Starfield. Isn't that just lovely? Look at that beautiful man. Look at oh, him. It's gorgeous. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Look at him. That's all. That's all I need right there. That Howard. is God Howard, ladies and gentlemen. Take that is my the, money. That is the cover art for Starfield releasing potentially two twenty two. 2022 folks suck it up man this you know tell everyone about this dude that mr boomstick <laughs> xl broke this story first uh, now, all, all jokes aside <laughs> i love it boom. Love some it. people in your chat are taking it really hard some people in your chat are laughing yeah, well, I mean, listen, folks, it's, it's, we're, we're supposed to have fun, man. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm never going to break a story that big. But if I did, believe you me, it would be it would be newsworthy for sure. But I thought that would be fun just for uh, for everybody in the chat to appreciate the God Howard situation going on. Zemi, let, let's get your opinion on this. Is this a good thing for Starfield? Not to get in the way of the Call of Duties and the Halos and the potential Forza Horizon 5 and the Battlefield. Is it okay you know, to, to release in February where it is, February has become a very popular month specifically for Sony to release games? Uh, mm -hmm. you know, are you disappointed by this potential delay into 2022? Because again, folks, this is, nothing's official yet. Yeah. But, you know, we're getting news from someone that is an, a legitimate Bethesda insider. 
Yeah, I mean, so, you know, uh, whenever it comes to any of this, and, and of course, you know, this game hasn't been delayed because we don't have a release date. And that's one really great thing about Bethesda is that, you know, they 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 hold on to the release date until they know that that will be the release date, right? Or at least that's typically what they try to do. Uh, they, they, they typically don't, you know, they're not one of these developers that that they'll release a game, talk about it constantly, and then delay it 15 times, it seems like, right? Which is super disappointing. But, um you know, I don't think that they need to release it this year. Um, you know, if they released it, uh, but but if they did release it this year uh, and, and it came out, you know, uh, alongside Halo, alongside, you know, uh, potentially Battlefield, Call of Duty, all these different things. I, I truly feel that Starfield is a big enough title from a, a well enough uh, known developer that it can easily stand, um, you know, beside those other big name titles and succeed nonetheless. Right. Um, ultimately what I think really matters is, is the game ready, right? <clears throat> if the game is ready, then, then release it this year. If, if, you know, Bethesda or Xbox would prefer Bethesda to polish it even more, uh, for a 2020, uh, 2022 release date, then that is exactly what they should do, right? Um, they, they shouldn't release this game when gamers want it. They should release it whenever it's ready. Um, you know, we, we've seen, you know, countless examples of you know uh of a game coming out whenever it's not ready or whenever it, it just quite honestly just needed more work um and we've also seen it uh you know developers doing this um you know it, it being able to kill off you know a franchise potentially right you know how many people in here think that there's going to be an anthem too right i mean honestly i don't know i, I if i was going to guess uh i i don't think that there probably will be an anthem too but maybe there probably will be, not yeah right mm -hmm. but releasing that game killed it right releasing it too early before it was ready whenever it had a lot of bugs or gameplay problems it killed that game right fortunately i don't think it's gonna you know kill off cyberpunk but cyberpunk is another game that released uh before it honestly should have uh, now you know cd project red is big enough and cyberpunk is still successful enough and enjoyable enough to play that you know we're probably going to see other cyberpunk games but this is a new franchise from bethesda they haven't created a new franchise and god knows knows when right you know todd howard knows when um and i want this to succeed and and i don't want them to risk you know the success of this game um just do because they want to release it alongside two other heavy hitters you know to show off xbox's dominance those being you know forza and and halo if the game is ready this year by by all means push it out this year if it's not then a 2022 release will be perfectly fine um you know is there some level of disappointment yeah i mean there always is right you know i i kind of built in you know the expectation in my mind that i would be playing starfield this holiday um <clears throat> but with that being said i think you know the the importance of them getting this game right um, you know, outweighs, you know, my personal preferences on when I would want to play this game, regardless of when they release it, I'll be there day one playing the heck out of it. Like I'm playing the heck out of mass effect right now. Um, but I want them to get it right. You know, I, I don't want them to get it quick. I want them to get it right. And to do that, if they need to, you know, push back the release date, you know, then that's what they need to do. And, um, I, you know, like Pong, I kind of agree with his mindset. I, I think that, uh, initially the release date, that they were shooting for is, you know, for this year, holiday of this year. But, 
you know, with COVID, the grim reality of COVID, a lot of game developers have had to push back their titles. So if they push it back to, you know, February, which is, you know, what, you know, you guys are speculating to, um, I mean, that's only a handful of months when, you know, after when we initially expected it. So, you know, th th there's not too much to be disappointed with that. Um, as, as for like the 2022 uh, uh, release date, you know, I don't really know how confident I feel about that. I, you know, it could release in spring, you know, a, a lot of games do that and a lot of games are successful with doing that. But the basis of, of, of that release date seems to be that Bethesda uh, likes to put out release dates similar to that or likes to put out release dates with meaning similar to that. And the only game that I can think of that, that did that was Skyrim with their 11-11-2011 release date. Um, you know, Elder Scrolls Oblivion, which Todd Howard worked on, Fallout... Um, you know, four with that Todd Howard worked on and Fallout 76, um, you know, all have release dates that that really there's no inherent meaning just by looking at them. I could be mistaken, but I, I, I think that, you know, the the meaningful release dates is is more of a rarity than it is a reality. Um, so I don't know if that's really the most accurate, you know, way to predict, you know, when specifically this game is going to come out. Of but course it would it could be come out. interesting though. It would be, it would be, it would be interesting. And I like release dates like that because guess what? I can, I, I will always remember when Elder Scrolls Skyrim came out, right? Because that is such a memorable release date. And who can you forget know, nine, nine 99. There you go. Dreamcast baby. Yes. Heck you, yeah. I still got my t-shirt brother. There you go. <laughs> but you know, it would it be cool if they did that. Yes. But I just don't think that there's real evidence to point to that, you know, is, is 100% a right, a likely, you know, release date. Um, you know, Bethesda, it, it, you know, it's not like every single game that they've ever released has carried that same style of, of releasing a game. Um, once again, I believe, Skyrim is really the only example of a Bethesda game having a release date even somewhat similar to that, right? Um, you know, but with that being said, if the game came out in February, I would be I would be happy. I'll play it day one. I'll be happy, right? I just don't want them releasing the game before it's ready. That is the biggest thing. And you know, um, there's there's a you know quote from a Japanese game developer. I always forget it, but it's always quoted whenever a game is being delayed. Uh, from Miyamoto from absolutely, uh, Nintendo, absolutely, yes. and. You know, I, I I don't even remember you know quote, but it goes something like you know, um, you know, I, 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 a delayed game could yeah. always be made better. Uh, a, a bad game is always going to be uh, bad. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I think that that's really the rule of thumb to 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 look at whenever we're talking about a release date, you know, uh, being delayed, or you know, in this case, a release date that we never had potentially being pushed back to a release date we you know also still don't have. Um, just wait for these game developers, let these game developers do what they need to do. And the game's going to be, uh, great whenever it comes out, hopefully Bethesda games, you know, usually have quite a few bugs, but at the end of the day, they're a heck of a lot fun, a heck of a lot of fun, uh, to play. So I think, you know, whatever happens, you know, just, just be happy with what we get. Boom. Well, I, I I agree with you. I, I agree with you there, and I, and I think you're you're certainly onto something. No, nobody wants to see 
a new IP for an Xbox exclusive come out with any bugs, right? Like nobody yeah. really wants to see that because then of course, you know, the, 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 the toxic and the uh, community is going to come out and say, yeah, you see, we didn't want, we didn't want it anyway. Then you thought, yeah. you know, so see, see, this is why game pass, why we should have never subscribed to game pass, right? Like now all those narratives start coming out. So, you know, I, 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 whatever they decide to do, I, you know, I think it's going to be in the best interest of both, you know, Bethesda's new franchise and Xbox, right? You know, there's dangers of releasing a game, um, you know, that's broken or, or, you know, that should have been held back for extra polish. Um, but there's, you know, typically, you know, there's not really a huge, uh, danger of, you know, pushing a game's release back, especially whenever you never announced when the game was going to come out in the first place. Yeah, no, I, I, I again, I, I can't, I can't agree more. That's a, a perfectly, clo- a perfectly solid closing statement for uh, topic number two. We're going to go right into topic number three. And listen, folks, it's disappointing, sure, um, but I think we're still going to get a very um, hefty chunk of what uh, the game is. I think we're going to get a big trailer. I think we're going to get a somewhat of a decent blowout uh, because the game has been worked on for quite some time. And even though it may, they may want to, po- you know, polish the game for a couple of months into the new year, I still think that there's going to be something special uh, when it releases. And and again, I, we we don't know if, if 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 in fact this is true. I mean, he could be wrong, but he's probably right. I mean, he's he's an Xbox uh, insider in regards to Bethesda stuff. And uh, apparently he does know what he's talking about. So we will see. But I want to move on to topic number three, folks. And um, this one excites me because I've been hyping up this game since I saw it last May. Uh, And, of course, I'm talking about Neon Giants The Ascent. And it's going to be launching very soon, according to a Curve Digital Weibo page. And the story is brought to us from our friends at Xbox Era. And uh, obviously, it's no secret that I've been hyping up The Ascent since I first saw it last year. And it's safe to suggest that it is absolutely one of the biggest and most talked about Xbox exclusives outside of Halo Infinite from the first 14-person studio known as Neon Giant. Now, Curve Digital, who is publishing the game, they have a Chinese Weibo page. Now, I don't even know what the hell a Weibo page is, but that's what they have written in the story, so that's what I am going with. Uh, The publisher has revealed the release date for The Ascent, and it seems the game is releasing on July 29th on Steam and, of course, Xbox Game Pass day and date. And you know who confirmed this for us? Well, that would be Clobriel, uh, insider uh, extraordinaire, if you will. He posted something three hours ago, and he says this on his official Twitter account. Previews for the Xbox exclusive The Ascent are here, launching on Xbox Game Pass July 29th. And he follows that up with, my friend Jez Corden played the game, and this is a quote directly from Jez. He says, the cyberpunk action RPG of my dreams, the ascent looks utterly stunning with a world that feels lived in and it's vast. Uh, listen, uh, you know, you say cyberpunk, I immediately have to go to Zemi Games because, quite frankly, it was probably one of your favorite games, even though, you know, it got beat up for having bugs, whatever. Yeah. This is a game, The Ascent, that is being, uh, has been worked on for a while. Again, 14, 14 people 
made this game. I think it's going to be one of the biggest games outside of your AAA bombs this year for Xbox. It is an exclusive, from what I understand, is going to remain that way unless something changes. Mm-hmm. Zemi, how excited are you that we finally got a release date for one of our, I think one of your most anticipated games, even though <laughs> you have admitted that you're really not a big fan of the isometric, you know, at, you know, uh, look that it has, but this is a multiplayer game that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think, I think this could be the one game that you're willing to look past this type of gameplay mm-hmm. to enjoy. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, after I think it was last week, we we covered an interview um, from the developers of Neon Giant, uh, you know, talking about this game, right? And, you know, that interview has gotten me more excited than than I ever was to give this game a try. You know, I, I like the setting. I like the story. I, you know, think that the graphics look insanely good, especially when considering that 14 people made this game. I mean, that is an achievement in of itself, right? Um the one thing that, you know, and I've said this countless times, the one thing that bothers me and I don't and I don't know if it's going to bother me so much where I just can't play the game. I'm going to try to play the game is the isometric point of view. I've just never been a fan of that. But with that being said, um, another thing that we actually talked about last week was uh, the, the, the potential release date of what we kind of um, think this game's going to come out. And I think that we all kind of agreed that a summer release made the most sense. Um, you know, unlike, you know, Starfield, I just don't think that the Ascent could hold its own weight against and, 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 and build up enough mindshare to be critically successful against uh, Battlefield, against Call of Duty, against, you know, potentially Starfield and and of course, you know, Halo Infinite that's slated to come out this year. I just don't think the Ascent has that ability to really capture enough of an audience, comp- you know, uh, competing against those games uh, as it would have, you know, if it came out in a, in a, you know, in a summer release. So, I think that this July uh, twenty uh, or uh, this July twenty ninth uh, release date makes a heck of a lot of sense, and I think it's you know very very strategic in its approach. Um, I you know if 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 I was in charge of you know the the release date of when this game's going to come out, there's no way that I would want to put this you know um, later on this year. Um, a summer release is perfect, you know, especially during E three. You know, you you announce this game again really really you know big uh show off some more gameplay get people hyped and then tell them hey you only have to wait you know a month until this game drops into xbox game pass right i think that that is a lot uh, a i think that that is a lot better way of handling this game uh this game's release than dropping it in in you know the holiday season with it competing uh, and and honestly in my opinion with it not being able to compete against these other heavy hitters i think it makes a lot of sense and um, I'm, I'm excited to give it a try, uh, whenever it comes out into uh, game pass day one, I'll be, uh, logging in, playing a little bit of it, probably single player, and then immediately jumping into, uh, the Xbox live parties, uh, into my friend groups and, uh, seeing who wants to jump in and play at co-op. Um, so I am going to give it a try. I just don't know if it's going to resonate with me as a player. Hmm. I don't know. I may have to start the hashtag cancel Zemi if I don't see you playing this game. Oh, I'll be playing it day one for sure. For sure. Now, now, will I be playing it day two? 
I have no idea, right? It just depends on if I like it or not. But I will give it a try nonetheless. Um, and, and, and a big reason of why I'm going to even give it a try is because it's in Game Pass. And that's the magic of Game Pass is that, you know, I, if, if I had to pay $40, $30, $60 for this, I would never buy it. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't take the risk for my money on a game that I just don't know if I would like. But with Game Pass, that, you know, that allows me to jump in day one of this game coming out and give it a try. And if I enjoy it, great. That's fantastic. I, I learned uh, or I got, you know, um, influenced, uh, I guess, into a genre that previously I had no interest. And if I hate it, you know, there's no problem because so many other people are going to love the game. And uh, I got to try it out for, you know, for no risk, you know, on my part. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, all jokes aside, I, I I agree with you one hundred percent. I think I think it's certainly on to something. Again, you don't normally like the isometric feel. I I think that there is room to look past it because it's cyberpunk, because it's an action RPG shooter. I I just think that there's so much here to potentially like. It's a new IP. It's an Xbox exclusive. It really is checking off all the boxes for me. Mm-hmm. Pong Soul, let's get your opinion on this. Where where is your excitement level on Neon Giants: The Ascent, and are you happy to finally get a freaking release date for this game? Well, of course. First of all, shout out to Zemi for continuing his streak of making comments each week that give him a boo Zemi chance in in the chat. So shout Thank out you. to you, Zemi. Uh, no, this is uh, no, this has been on the top of my wish list uh, forever. I've gone back and forth with their uh, social media team. I mean, again, they got a great social media team over there on Twitter. Um, the the Velus uh, info bot uh, that likes to uh, put down all of us indents. Uh, so I uh, definitely have been looking forward to this day to finally have a date that I can circle on my calendar because this is a huge one for me. Uh, the cyberpunk world that Neon Giant and these 14 incredibly uh, talented people have seemingly uh, designed uh, is just out of this world. Every single screenshot, every single short clip uh, just wows me even more. Um, and so I have, again, I've been looking forward to this forever. Um, so since they announced it um, and the the wait since it was supposed to be out last year ha- has, has been really hard. <laughs> so uh, for me, I, I cannot wait. Uh, July 29th, as Zemi alluded to, kind of what we talked about uh, previously, boom, uh, this summer release is a perfect time uh, for this game. There's going to be a lot of people. I mean, again, right now, it just seems like we're getting so much content. It, I think there's, you know, at this point, I don't even know if there's going to be a dead zone anymore uh, during any year for gaming. Uh, but I think this slots in perfectly uh, for uh, specifically the Ascent because I think it is going to be a time when people are going to be looking for a new experience. I personally love the isometric view. Uh, and, and every single you know I, i've been going through the previews this morning of what some people have been writing and it's like hands down uh f- across the board everybody is praising this game right now uh from what they've seen uh so i that's big media outlets to small media outlets um you know and and jez's preview was obviously off the charts uh you know and again i do trust him because he and i seem to have a lot of similar tastes when it comes to games uh but to have the diablo-esque light uh you know elements to it with the looting uh but but the environment is what i'm most excited to actually get into and to experience because again this team seems to have 
really gone out of their way uh, to craft a highly detailed, uh, specific, uh, really uh, specific cyberpunk uh, world that they they want a lot of people to experience, and I think that they're leaving no no stone unturned when it comes to getting everything right. And again, you've seen it from the from the early screenshots and the early little clips to now. I mean, just down to the particle effects uh, from explosions or from the shield. I mean, I I watched this clip of one of the shields that you can put up. I must have watched it probably 20 plus times uh, because as it goes away, it morphs kind of like a bubble does when a bubble is kind of imploding upon itself. It's just crazy uh, to me to see that attention to detail from a team of 14 people at neon giant uh so again this looks like a passion uh project a love project that these guys obviously have put everything they have into it um and again the the mind share right now on social media is extremely large for this game there is very few people if any that i have seen that have tried to downplay this game i think most people are just excited to hop into some uh, some parties and and see what this game actually gives us uh in a group setting because i think that yes you can play this single player but I think this is really going to shine when you get in with a group of friends um, and you guys are going through the cyberpunk world uh, and looting and shooting and, and taking on all these uh, enemy designs. Again, the enemy designs themselves. It's going to be too, so chaotic. So it's bananas, oh, dude. It, it looks just crazy with all the special weapons that you can get um, and, and what is being thrown at you at the same time. So, yeah. Uh, this is perfect. I am so happy to finally have this release date, boom, and I'm so extremely hyped for this game. Um, I, I, I simply can't wait. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you. I, I am, I mean, just looking at some of the videos that they've put out, the particle effects are bananas. I mean, they're just, they just so I- impressive. And what's crazy is that they showed the four-player co-op. There's no slowdown. Like there no. is nothing. This is this is a bullet hell type of game. Even though it's an uh, you know it's an action RPG, but my God, I, I honestly cannot wait to see. Uh, and and obviously, this is a Game Pass day one. I mean, I yeah. mean again, if yeah. if this doesn't make it, doesn't scream why you buy Game Pass. Listen, I know it's a sing- I, it, It's an indie game. I know there's only 14 people, but we've seen AAA quality. And I cannot wait to finally get my hands on it like everyone else. And I think, yeah, this is going to be a game that people are going to be setting up community game nights to, to stream over, you know, to, to live stream over Twitch. I think it's going to be a huge Twitch game for sure. But I think that through the Xbox community, we're going to see um, many people want to, you know, jump in with, you know, three people from the community and just have fun, talk about gaming and just, you know, loot, grind and uh, and just enjoy another major addition to Xbox Game Pass. But I want to move on to another big topic, folks. Um, you see, you saw by the, um, you know, by the thumbnail that uh, we're going to be talking about next is a game that has really fallen off the map. And, that, and of course, I am talking about um, rare LTDs ever wild. Uh, it has apparently been in, uh, in in development for well over five years, 
and uh, it's it's it, 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 some may even suggest it's closer to six based on the new information that we have. Now, I pulled this story from another place that I enjoy reading on a daily basis. That is GameRant.com, and obviously. You know, when Rare announced that their new upcoming title, Everwild, uh, in November of 2019, there really hasn't been any updates. Uh, we, I mean, to be honest with you, a lot of people are not even sure, including myself, what this game actually is. Is it a multiplayer game? Is it a, is it a game like Breath of the Wild where you control three players? Because uh, we've seen three characters running together. Uh, I mean, is it a game you take pictures of animals? Or do you fight in the game? Are there swords that are breakable? Is it an RPG? I We don't know. We really don't know. But I do have some information that should potentially put a spotlight on when we should expect this, and I'm going to be honest with you, considering that the game has uh, been in development for so long, I would not doubt that we're going to get a big blowout of this game at this E3. Now, as per several LinkedIn profiles, folks, uh, those who have worked on or are currently working on Everwild as spotted by at monster underscore W-E-R on Twitter, it seems Everwild has been in the works for quite some, in, in some way, shape, or form for a long time now. Profiles mention work on the game going as far back as 2017, while the LinkedIn page of lead narrative designer Dale Murchie even mentions working on the game all the way back in 2016, nearly five and a half years ago. Now, of course, this doesn't mean the game has been in active, full-fledged development because, you know, obviously pre-production and, and, and actual development, you know, obviously really it's, it's a broad spectrum of what they consider to be full-on production. We don't know. But what I can say and what the story does talk about is that the game is being worked on and it could be closer to release than many people think, simply because even with COVID as basically wiping out 2019, I mean, 20, you know, 2020, and obviously, you know, still giving us a, a difficult time, especially in the development communities for 2021, they've been working on this game, Pong, for so long that they could have something. Again, we don't know how big the game is. We don't know if it's the size of the Breath of the Wild. We don't know. But. To say that the origin this originally uh, created new IP from Rare is exciting, in my opinion, folks, would be an understatement for certain. Though after seeing the pure tenacity that has been the driving force for Sea of Thieves, I have zero doubt that Everwild has the potential to be something special. Pong, my question to you is, with this game almost in development for six years... Are you expecting a big blowout this E3 to tell us what this game actually is? Oh, boy, that's a big question. Um, I mean, I think it was just last year, boom, that we were still hearing that they did. They weren't quite sure what the identity of this game was going to be. Um, and some of the uh, inside uh, kind of small documentaries that that, that we had from Rare. Um, so. I, I guess, yeah, it's certainly possible. I mean, you would think a game that th this long in development would be about 
ready to show uh you know and again to give us that kind of big showcase uh to explain exactly what they've been working on this entire time i mean again there's no doubt the game is absolutely gorgeous i mean this is this is a game that has a lot of promise coming from you know one of the most renowned studios in the industry at rare um so i think right there that alone builds confidence that even if you know we, we have heard that they were unsure what the game was going to actually turn out to be um, that at the end of the day, a studio like that is, is going to get together and, and, and figure it out. And they've already got the base down, which, which is the look and feel of the game. Because again, if you watch those trailers, um, I don't know how you couldn't come away with, without feeling something uh, for the game because uh, the, uh, you know, the, obviously the environment itself, along with the characters, along with the animal interactions, uh, seem to suggest uh, something pretty profound um, when it comes to what, what the identity of this game is going to be and what, what they're trying to say. Um, so I, I could definitely, if, if they've gotten it together to the point where that they have figured out exactly what the goal of this game is going to be and what your place within that game as a you know as a as a character is going to be then yeah i think they definitely could do a blowout because obviously all the other work has been done um and has been going on for a considerable amount of time so i definitely think this could be one of the surprises at e3 that kind of people weren't expecting um to show up and then all of a sudden there it is um and people are wowed uh hopefully uh, again just coming from rare um and their pedigree you would imagine that's what's going to happen but it definitely has the potential uh as of this moment uh to become a hit a surprise hit out of nowhere now release date wise you know that's another thing to discuss i mean is this game a year out um you know we talk in 2022 uh late 2022 holiday maybe. 2022 is what i'm calling yeah and and that would make a lot of sense to me because um obviously a game that's been in production for this long from a company like rare definitely needs its place uh and probably deserves its place um in a prime spot and so i think holiday 2022 would look good um so i don't no, maybe E3 this year is too early for a showcase. Um, you know, maybe next year. Uh, but you know, I think I think at the very bare minimum, what we should see at E3 is a new trailer, uh, a new spotlight. Um, if they have kind of figured out the mechanics and what you're going to be doing in this world, kind of showcasing that. Because again, from what we've seen so far, we already, I, I think everybody across the board has agreed what they've shown us has been absolutely beautiful. And, 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 and I think there's no doubt. So we don't need another trailer just showing off, you know, the, the, the graphics or, or just showing off the, the, the environments that you're going to be working around in. We need to actually see some kind of, you know, plot point or, yeah. or something mm-hmm. to give us, give us a feel of what it was a big monster battle, you know, yeah, exactly. Yes. Right. Cause we always, we saw, I mean, I, I think they gave us a little, hint by showing us you know when they showed the characters kind of doing that ritual and kind of cleaning up the environment and kind of you know uh, those shadow kind of creatures were attacking or whatever the case may be and they were kind of forming that that pattern that that circle and doing that kind of dance i think they kind of gave us a good glimpse at what they were going for but now i want to see it all put together with like you said maybe uh, maybe a big boss battle or something uh to really show us what we're going to be doing in that game so i i i 
obviously highly interested in this game, and I hope we do get something come E3. I agree. Uh, real quick, a uh, good friend of the show, uh, Kia Walker in the chat, uh, says you can now pre-download the Ascent. Yes, which, I can uh, confirm. Which, okay, well, there you go. I'm going to do that right after this. Uh, Zemi, look, there. Mm-hmm. L- l- let's get your opinion on this. I- I'm going to say yeah. this. I-, I love Rare uh, because they are a triple-A artsy-fartsy kind of a developer, right? Yeah. Sea of Thieves is not my jam. The sea of Thieves is a lot of people's jam, and I tip my hat and clap, give them the uh, the old uh, uh, positive bird clap, uh, golf clap, if you will, uh, because of where that game was and what it has become. It is a monster uh, IP for Xbox. Uh, again, not for me because of its single player content. There is none. Uh, yeah, you can play it as single player. But I'm 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 after getting robbed a couple of times. I just said, <laughs> you know what? It's just not for me. I'm gonna tell you this right now. What I don't want from Everwild is it to be a multiplayer only game because then I throw my hands up with Rare. I, I think that they are a very very extremely talented team that needs to understand that games, yes, should be inclusive right nobody wants exclusive right but i think that there it's it it should be said publicly that this game needs to allow a player who enjoys the single player selfish experience which is what i do that that's me in a nutshell i'm old school folks nintendo back in the days the multiplayer was my brother uh neo mental sitting next to me uh, playing street fighter that was multiplayer uh, and I'm okay with that. I, I don't want this to be another, you have to play multiplayer, otherwise you miss the experience. And I'll just miss it, and I'll be very disappointed because I'm very interested. Where do you think that this is going to go? And more importantly, do we finally get some solid clarification of whatever Wild is at this E3? Yeah, so um, I, I guess I'll start with the whole E3 thing. Um, you know, I, I don't know if we'll see it this E3. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. Um, you know, it, you know them working on it for like the last five years, you know, we don't really know how much of that is really, you know, pre-production. And, and we know that, you know, historically, some game developers, uh, they, they have very, very, very long uh, pre-production kind of brainstorming periods. Um, one of one of them uh, is is a studio that we were just talking about here relatively recently uh, is Bethesda, right? You know, Todd Howard has mentioned on you know several interviews that you know they they you know start brainstorming and coming up with ideas and figuring out what the game's going to be about. Like for instance, Elder Scrolls Skyrim, they start doing that after completing, you know, the last Elder Scrolls game. Right. And so if we're counting, you know, pre-production into development time, like, you know, it's going to be a really, really long development time. Right. Uh, For, for certain studios. So I kind of, you know, fall into the realm of, you know, this game, you know, like what Pong said, 
is probably not going to release until 2022. Um, with that being said, how much are they really going to be showing us in, you know, uh, 2021's uh, E3, if they show us anything at all, I think is really dependent on when this game is going to release. If it's going to release in early 2022, you know, maybe we're going to see, or even summer of 2022, maybe we're going to see a lot of, uh, a lot of information about this game. If it releases in holiday of next year, Maybe uh, we, you know, maybe, you know, Everwild doesn't take, you know, the biggest part of, um, you know, of, of, you know, this year's E3, or maybe, you know, they do, they include it in a smaller show later on. I'm not exactly sure. I, you know, overall, how I feel about Everwild, I think it's a gorgeous game. The graphics are absolutely beautiful and they really, you know, uh, you know, invoke uh, very strong emotions, right? Like yeah. graphically speaking, the game looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. But once again, as Pong, you know, uh, mentioned earlier, we don't know what the gameplay is going to be. We don't really know so much what the story is going to be who are we playing as you know why is what they're doing you know uh, why why does it matter to the player right we 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 really only have the graphics and you know some sound design right we don't have a whole lot uh, and, and if and if all you needed was you know for a great game was uh great graphics I would just go buy a lot of paintings and stare at them all day. Right. Um, you know, we, we need more. And, and yeah. so far right now where I stand Everwild is a big question mark, right? Yes. It may be an amazing game. I don't know. It may be a terrible game. I don't know. I don't have the information to, to say either way. And so for that reason, I'm not really super, uh, I'm not, I'm not sold. Right. Like as a consumer, I'm not sold. I, I I'm I'm not saying that I'm going to play the game day one. I'm not saying that I'm not. Um, I just need more information. And um, I think we're you know, we will definitely get that information. It's just kind of when is this game going to actually come out? Um, you know how you know, maybe it comes out in 2023 and we don't see anything about Everwild uh, this year. Or maybe we see another short little trailer just to remind us that it's still a thing. Um, you know, uh, th th this entire kind of topic is is very, you know, spec uh, speculative, but it's also, you know, talking about a game that so far uh, has been out of a lot of gamers' minds. And a yes. big reason for that is because it is a question mark. They haven't yeah. given us any information regarding uh, this game other than, you know... Um, a little bit of you know a documentary that Pong was mentioning earlier, but then also uh, the graphics and and a little bit of the sound design. Um, you know this this definitely seems like a game that I could be very interested in playing. I just need that more. I just need more information, and we just you know we don't know when we're going to get it. Um, hopefully, we we do hear something uh, sooner than later. Hopefully, this E three we we at at the minimum get a little snippet telling us more about this game. Um, you know, but, you know, until that happens, I, I don't really I won't really have a very strong uh, opinion formed other than the game looks beautiful uh, because it, it because it just does. It, it looks gorgeous. I agree. No, no I, I agree with you. And uh, you know what? I'm not going to say cancel Zemi. I'm going to say uh, vote for Zemi on this one. That was fantastically well done, my friend. Uh, and I agree. I, I, I you know, some uh, good friend of the show, Sin in the chat says my gut is telling me that everwild will be a co-op pve to appease those frustrated with this uh with cfd's lack of private servers interesting that's a that's an interesting part sin thanks for being there brother and thanks for commenting uh but listen 
regardless of where it goes, I, I think that they do have something special. I think that there's a tremendous amount of work that they can do with the lore. It is rare. They know how to tell a story. I just hope that they don't forget about the single player experience. <laughs> I really do. Cause obviously then it's a game that I'm just going to look from the sidelines, cheer on and say, Hey, good on you. If you enjoy it, I will not be enjoying that game. If I can't play single player. Now, again, I'm not saying I won't, I won't play multiplayer, but I think blocking out the single player aspect to tell a story like the breath of the wild, because breath of the wild would could have um, fared uh, interesting with a co-op player, but it would have lost all of its magic if you couldn't experience that world by yourself. I, that's just my personal opinion yeah. on it. I mean, I'm, I'm a selfish gamer like you, man. I I love a, a great single-player experience, and, and, and I also love multiplayer. You know, I play Call of Duty. I play... Um, uh, 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 Halo Online. I I play uh, I played State of Decay co-op, right? Like I I really enjoy you know co-op and online multiplayer experiences, but I I am super big into narrative and storytelling for games. And in my opinion, you just can't tell as strong of a story with an online game than you can a single player game. You know, there's people talking over cutscenes and yes. uh, all manner of different things that happen. Yeah. You know, and and you know. Um, I, I love single player experiences and, and hopefully for you, this is, that's exactly what this game is going to be. But if it's not, I think the thing to remember is one thing that we very often say on this show is not every game is for every yes, game, sir. right? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, listen, folks, it's, uh, uh, believe it or not, we're closing in on the 90 minute mark, which is usually where we start. We're going to go one topic more because we have a big one to talk about. I think that both Pong and uh, Zemi are going to be very excited about the mm -hmm. next particular topic because we're going to be talking about Arcane Studios. Now, this is a, a developer that a lot of people are not talking about. And apparently, their new fantasy RPG is reportedly called Omen. And it's apparently a vampire-inspired new IP. And it's coming next year. Hello? Where did this come from? Well, thanks to the fine folks at once again Gaming Bolt, we have some new information on the Arcane Studios title that has been shrouded in darkness. And there's two important things here one, it's a new IP, and two, it's an Xbox exclusive. Earlier this year, job listings suggested that Arcane Studios' Austin team, who developed Prey and Dishonored, we're working on a new fantasy IP. Now, some of those new details on whatever this new game is have potentially emerged, and the game is closer to launch than you would have originally expected. Now, the original rumor came to us from Reset Era and has since been shared on Twitter by Xbox, by at underscore xbox news now xbox news is someone you need to follow uh they're friends of this channel i am friends of their work we talk in dms all the time they are 100 percent boomstick approved it's at underscore xbox news give them a follow on twitter you won't be sorry arcane austin's new ip is apparently called omen 
or that is its working title at least, and has vampires. The game has a spring 2022 target launch window and will allegedly be revealed at E3 next month, perhaps with a CGI trailer. Now, of course, folks, I want to put this out there. This is unconfirmed from the Austin team, and it's, of course, unverified, so take it with a grain of salt. But again, I do trust Xbox News for their information. And obviously, if it turns out not to be accurate, well, I've been wrong on this show before, but it certainly will be interesting to see what a studio as talented as Arcane can do with the premise of vampires. And obviously, this channel will keep you updated as all of the new details you know, show up in one form or another. Now, this is the exact tweet from our friends of the channel at Xbox News from their Twitter account had to say, latest rumors on on Bethesda's um, Arcane Studios is working on a new IP. Working title is Omen with vampires. Starfield is focused on space exploration like Outer Worlds and No Man's uh, Outer Wilds and No Man's No Man's Sky, whereas this is going to potentially be, folks, an uh, a, a Fallout style open world game with vampires semi i gotta go to you first on this because yeah. <clears throat> when you say vampires mm-hmm. and you start talking about potentially being as big or open world like fallout like elder scrolls with a vampire backdrop well yep. i say yes please what are your thoughts you guys know my policy on this um if it's not scary i'm in Right. Like I, you know, vampires can be scary. They can be sexy though, too. Well, stop it with the Resident Evil stuff because I'm not playing that game. You already tried to convince me. Boom. You're not, you're not convincing me. I'm not playing Resident Evil. uh, Just because you get chased by a nine and a half foot woman that has claws that Uh -uh. cut you to pieces. Shouldn't despite, you know, disparage you from playing Resident Evil Village. Yeah, but it no, uh-uh. I'm out. Um, no, so long as it's not scary, I'm in. Um, there's there is a game, and uh, actually, Pong mentioned um, this IP earlier in the show. It's uh, the Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines yes. Two. Mm-hmm. That is coming out. I have no idea when, uh, but it is really on my radar. Uh, it looks fantastic. I don't think it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to kind of somewhat be creepy, but you're playing as the vampire. So I don't really think it's going to be that scary. And I'm really, really excited for that game. Um, and that kind of sounds like what this game could potentially be. I, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be like, um, a, a fallout, uh, kind of inspired RPG with vampires. Whenever I think, uh, we hear the word RPG with, uh, arcane, I'm kind of thinking a more linear experience, um with rpg elements kind of like prey right um that's just what i'm you know what my gut's kind of telling me about this uh but with that being said i absolutely love um you know vampire lore and and that type of stuff so long as it's not too scary um and uh (laughs) you know i'm i'm in i i love rpgs um i've enjoyed arcane's games in the past and i i would be very very excited to uh to see this title um, I, I don't think if this is, you know, something, I, I don't think we're probably going to see it anytime, maybe soon, because man, those people, at, if, if, if we do, those people at Arcane have just really been busy because of course, you know, I, I believe they're working on Deathloop, right? 
and um well this well, is the I, this is the austin this is this okay is the, so so they have two different i teams. believe they have two separate teams this is the one in texas that they gotcha. recently staffed up so i don't think that they have anything to do with those other games i could be wrong folks if yeah. i am please let in the chat let me know yeah maybe i mean it just seems like they've been pumping out content like no you know like non-stop i mean because not too long ago like they came out with uh with like a new prey dlc right um I, you know maybe i'm wrong with my time you know my, my my time schedule in my mind but it just i don't know it seems kind of maybe a little bit too early to really expect something from them uh you know here here you know maybe even in 2022 i don't know um but if this is true, if you know, if this is what they're working on, uh, I'm I'm 100% in, so long as it's not scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, I mean, I'm excited. You know, one one, you know, I, I say it all the time on the show. My favorite genre of games is uh, RPGs, right? Yeah. I love mm-hmm. role playing games. Um, and you know, with Xbox, you know, acquiring, uh, you know. Uh, Zenimax, you know, that really opens them up to some of the best RPGs, in my opinion, Uh, not to mention, you know, they're working on uh, Fable and all the other handful of things that they're doing, right? Uh, Of course, they got Obsidian and In Exile, who makes some of the best RPGs in the world as well. Um, so another RPG isn't going to hurt my feelings. It might hurt somebody else's, but I'm, I'm game. And if it is a, you know, fallout inspired RPG with vampires, I don't think that's probably what it is, but if it is, hopefully they knock it out of the park and I have another amazing, uh, fallout esque, uh, RPG, uh, to, uh, to jump into and enjoy for, uh, a ridiculous amount of time. Uh, Pong, let's let's get your opinion on this, brother. Um, what where are your thoughts on this? Because obviously, it's probably going to be some sort of an RPG. Um, are you excited to play an RPG with vampires? Well, of course, boom, of course. The vampires are one of the um, you know zombies have been played out now for a while. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so vampires and werewolves, the, those are the next step, right? I think that we're starting to see that with our, you know with village. Um, but I think vampires have been um, underrepresented in video games, uh, especially at, you know of recent uh, times. So I think this is extremely exciting, especially coming from Arcane, one of the most creative developers out there when it comes to uh, you know within the game itself, movements, um, when it comes to powers, uh, abilities, that kind of stuff. And when you think vampires, classic vampires, we're not talking about sparkly vampires. We're talking about classic vampires. They have, they have a ton of different powers and abilities that they use, uh, and can use. Um, so this excites me a lot, uh, to hear that arcane may be working on this. Now I'll bring this up too. Now this is the possibly just the project name the working title, whatever omen. When I think omen, when I think vampires, I think Blood Omen Legacy of Cain. You know what? Someone, Kaysante uh, K- in the chat actually just said that. Hey. It, in fact, let, let me let me just read it. What yeah. you throw up on? Let me throw it up on yep. the screen for you. Go ahead. Uh, Double Barrel Gaming. Not sure if you ever played this, but look up Blood Omen. Amy Hennig wrote it in the '90s. Some think it, it is might be a new entry into that franchise. Kaysante killing it once again. Thanks. Look. Again. Look. old school gamers unite okay this is uh, blood (laughs) omen legacy of kane launched in 1993 it was done by of course silicon knights dennis dyack fame freaking game oh and legacy of kane 
uh, is probably, oh man, it's up there on my list of IPs that have gone dormant. Now, the only Isometric, thing, by the way, right. Uh, the only thing with that is the IP is owned by Square Enix um, at last check, but not to say that they could not be using a project name because they have a lot of fans mm, within their development team of Blood Omen Legacy of Cain, and they're just paying a little tribute to that and kind of giving us an idea of maybe that they're trying to do maybe kind of a spiritual successor to legacy of Cain, because again, legacy of Cain was about vampires. Oh my God. Boom. If that's true, look out because that would be absolutely fantastic. If they took a spiritual successor, turned it into an RPG style, maybe act, you know, obviously action, um, oriented, uh, you know, who knows third person, first person, who knows, but whatever they do with that, if they are going that route, that would be simply mind blowing. And again, arcane, has proven themselves time and time again. Maybe not all of their games are for everybody. They should be because, again, anybody who hasn't played Prey or Dishonored yet, please go do so. Uh, they are simply out of this world, especially now that Prey has the FPS boost. It is well worth the playthrough. Uh, but go try those games out, and you'll get an idea of how inventive Arcane is and then what we've seen from out of Deathloop. They're taking it to another level. Again, I know not all these games are for everybody, but this studio is extremely talented and kind of lost in the shuffle when you think about all the studios that were acquired under Zenimax, yep. but they are somebody to keep your eye on. And again, if they are doing this boom, absolutely. I am 100% on board with anything that they are going to do when it comes to vampires. I love vampires, but if Omen has anything to do with legacy of Kane, <laughs> because again, that's the first thing that came to my mind. And I think any old school gamers, who played the legacy of Kane? If you hear those two words together, it's going to instantly pop those memories in your head. I think that we got something special brewing here at Arcane. And, you know, as far as seeing it next year, like Zemi, I, I, I'm pretty doubtful about that unless they've been really running silent for a long time here. I, you know, or maybe, maybe it's a smaller project, but I would imagine 2023, uh, but maybe we'll see something big next year out of it. And, you know, kind of a, a you know, a, a showcase next year to kind of get people hyped about it. Uh, but whatever the case may be, that's that those were my initial thoughts but yes i'm all on board arcane vampires give it to me give it to me now absolutely 100 i can't wait to see what they come out you know psychonauts in the chat says rumor is square is working with an xbox studio on an right. unannounced ip right. what right. if it is right. this game <laughs> right that's what i'm saying i mean listen uh, you know just because uh sony is uh you know uh, is, is close with square because obviously they, they 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 rolled out the money truck to get all these exclusives locked up um, for quite some time doesn't necessarily mean that Square doesn't have a good relationship with Xbox because we know that they do. It, and uh, yeah, what if that exclusive it, was for uh, Arcane? And what if it's based on Legacy of Kane? If somebody had the passion to dig Legacy of Kane out of the ground from Square Enix and came up with this idea and proposed it and actually got it approved. Man, I will be your new biggest fan of all time. <laughs> they, you will be a, you will be just one step below God Howard in my eyes if I ever find out who actually Heresy. got this project greenlit. <laughs> 
praise, pra, pra, praise his name. I said right? one step below. I said Wait, one no, step it's below. It's still a heresy. <laughs> it, 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 like minimum 27 and a half steps below. <laughs> okay. Like nothing's even close to that man. Okay. But yeah, Heresy. boom. That that would be insane if that that becomes reality. That that would be. No, no, no. Listen, no doubt about that. But listen, folks, this has been wow, my God, man. What one one hell of a show. Uh, we're closing in on an hour and 45 minutes. I want to thank the near 400 people that uh you know hung out with us for almost two hours we got five topics in i got to tell everyone about how mrs boomstick is now uh, uh, uh on a full-time basis joining double barrel gaming and if you missed the uh the um what i talked about at the beginning of the show no she's not joining the podcast she, she's going to be doing a lot of the administrative day-to-day um activities that i'm finding hard to do that I'm finding hard to keep up with because of, you know, four shows is a lot to produce and there's no interns folks. And I wouldn't take the help to be honest with you I'm not being full of shit or nothing. I love the pressure of having to deliver these shows. And I quite enjoy having to write these shows each and every week. I mean, I work on the, I work on this show. I don't think any, I don't really talked about it seven days a week. Uh, I do find time for Mrs. Boomstick in the evening, which is when uh, I don't work on the show. But I work on the show seven days a week. If I'm not podcasting, I'm writing. If I'm not writing, I'm reading and vice versa. And I love it. I, I absolutely love it. It's just, this is a dream of mine that came true thanks to the people that support Double Barrel Gaming. And uh, it can, again, if you missed it, uh, Mrs. Boomstick is officially going to be joining Double Barrel Gaming on a full-time basis. Uh, she's going to be handling all the behind-the-scenes stuff that, uh, you know, the contests, how we fund those contests, and uh, all of the administrative stuff that goes on to running a channel. Uh, we do have some partnerships that have been presented to us that she's going to be handling personally. Um, I don't know if we're going to take on these partnerships because it's going to change the identity of the channel. And I kind of like the mom-and-pop feel. Um, I, I like, uh, you know, being the 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 indie. I, I don't know if I want the partnerships. I mean, we've had quite a few offers and we're, we're, we're you know, we're sitting on them right now with nothing's, uh, you know, no pen to papers yet because I don't know if I want to take on that responsibility that becomes sponsorships and you have to do commercials. And and I don't know if I want that. I, I don't know if, that, if that's what this channel needs. I think I, I kind of dig the channel the way it is. And I like change, but I don't like too much change. So, again, uh, Mrs. Boomstick, uh, a big part of the show from its inception, a bigger part now, and uh, uh, Super Chats and a uh, way to fund the channel, if you in, in, are inclined to do so, are going to be reinstated the first week of June. Uh, super Stickers, Super Chats, and obviously channel memberships uh, will be uh, open for anyone that wants to continue supporting the channel. And if you are one of those uh, fine folks, uh, honestly, it's 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 going to be uh, greatly appreciated to see the support. Obviously, I'm driving like I'm drunk here. Look at that. I, had, I, I just restarted. Yep, there you go. Listen, folks, once again, <clears throat> thank you so much for spending your afternoon with Zemi Games and Pong Soul and myself. We are honored and privileged to have you uh, each and every Tuesday at 12 p.m. to come in, hang out, talk about the best Xbox news, and usually the best Xbox news that no one is talking about. And that's what I love about doing these shows. We get to dive deep into um, topics that most of the big shows don't 
touch. And that's why you tune into Dovao Gaming and we appreciate it. So let's get to the outros and we'll start with Zemi Games, the cog that keeps this show running. Obviously, Zemi, you got a lot on your plate. Not only are you a social butterfly on social media, but you got the constantgamer.com as well as your own YouTube channel. Tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media, but more importantly, check out the work that you're doing on your own. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I'm pretty much the owner of Constant Gamer. We have a website where we post uh, gaming news, um, uh, reviews, all sorts of gaming content on there. And then, of course, we also have uh, the YouTube channel, uh, Constant Gamer, where we post uh, tutorial videos, uh, Let's Plays, all sorts of video content over there. Uh, so if you guys haven't done so, definitely go check out the website. Definitely go check out the YouTube channel. Uh, and you guys can also follow me on Twitter at uh, Zimmy Games. Uh, so feel free to do all that or any of that if you uh, if you want to. Uh, boom. Man, this show, absolutely amazing. Um, these topics were fantastic. I can't believe that we actually hit all of them, all five of them. Isn't that and, awesome? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's well, you know, it's one of the benefits of having a, a, a smaller a small panel, panel. Yes. Is, is that mm -hmm. you can really, you know, uh, dive into, uh, you know, each topic, uh, you know, amazingly, you know, uh, and, and, you know, and, and touch more topics, right? And have just, I, I guess, maybe in some ways a more diverse show that way uh, with just more, um, you know, more ideas running around. Uh, but anyway, no, uh, absolutely enjoy the show. Um, can't wait to see, you know, the future of uh, the Double Barrel Gaming uh, Network, you know, now since your, um, you know, wife is jumping on board to help you with some, uh, some of the uh, administrative, uh, you know, aspects of, uh, of the business, if you want to call it a business, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of strange calling it a business, right? It is, it is, um, it absolutely is very strange. It, it never sure. feels right calling it a business. But I mean, that's kind of what it is at the end of the day. Uh, but yeah, man, you know, best of luck. And uh, I can't wait to be on next uh, next week's show, man. So thanks. See you guys yeah. then. Thanks so much, brother. And Pong Soul, you have a lot on your plate as well. Not only are you on this show, not only do you get the bat signal call for when we need you on other shows, but you're also on a show with Mav and that incredible lineup of community uh, members, as well as your own show with, um, you know, Steel Rain on Saturday mornings. Tell everyone about what you got going on and where could people reach out to you on? social media absolutely boom another fantastic trip to speculation town today i love tuesdays they are my favorite day of the week because we get to visit there all the time <laughs> zemi thank you for coming along with us and uh even though you had a boo comment there a little bit but that's okay zemi you followed me on twitter so i am a happy camper and i love you brother <laughs> so thank you uh but otherwise chat it's been absolutely amazing you guys were on fire today as always uh again one of the best chats on the planet uh you guys always have great discussions in there so thank you so much for coming out and supporting us today uh but you can find me pong soul everywhere xbox and on twitter otherwise as boom alluded to friday night at 9 p.m eastern eight o'clock central time xbox ultimate with fun speculation mav his wife caitlin and the rest of the magnificent seven we always have a good time mav has been lining up the guests uh we have been just having great show after great show there so come check us out friday nights and then on saturday mornings i steal rain and myself my brother from another and me we come with the high energy on saturday mornings we have our coffee and our our pre-workout drinks early and we are ready to rock and roll on living split screen split screen is all one word 
come find us again the support i say this every single time but i mean it from the bottom of my heart the support has been outrageous uh we continue to grow but we we definitely want to see more faces in there we have a great time we interact with the chat and it's just an awesome show we talk about all things in the industry nothing uh specific you know no console centric show it's just across the board you never know what you're going to hear from myself or steel that starts at 10 a.m eastern nine o'clock central time again living split screen uh, 3 p.m uk time for all of our european friends and then saturday nights i end the weekend or i should say just end saturday night but that's the end of my shows is the shop podcast with ptk blam fuzzy belvedere centurion and Stagorilla. again short show just a little bit over an hour ptk has been lining up guests to um left and right but we've been having an awesome awesome time there we always cover all things within the industry itself uh just a great show that starts at 9 p.m eastern eight o'clock central time so come check me out there as well again thank you all appreciate it love doing this love hearing from all of you and the support has just been amazing okay well listen it, it, listen you you guys both of you are uh it, it's an honor to work with you each and every week honestly having you guys a part of this show is a big deal for me and i agree with zemi i i, I like the small niche feeling of it we can we hit more topics again we got five topics on top of me talking about mrs boomsticks uh you know uh, assertion into double barrel gaming on on a full-time basis and we didn't take anything away from the viewership and that's a big deal and of course real quick once again if you missed it i broke the biggest news story of the week uh the cover art for uh um the upcoming triple a banger if you will starfield folks that's right i had it first uh i'm expecting everyone to you know write stories about double barrel gaming here you go there it is for you to enjoy, there is the cover artwork for Starfield releasing on 2 22 2022. I'll praise him. So, I'll praise all, the man. All, oh, amen. I, I, wish, I wish that was the cover art. I really do. Like, <laughs> like, we need to go uh, to that one site that people sign petitions or whatever. We need to start oh up God. a petition. because Zebby, can, can you imagine a special, that special edition, the Series X with his face on it, and then you open it what up, if, it's packed what if, in with what if Starfield? You got a, yeah, what if you got a, well, no, what if you got, if there was a special <laughs> dem, uh, edition that came with a wearable head? Like Ooh. a mask. You know, you know what? I, I need I need to to email Xbox Pope <laughs> and have him customly design me yes. an Xbox Series X skin to put yes. on my console with, with his face. Oh yes. my God, Zemi, get candles, on it! I'll buy it. Like the Bethesda Cathedral. I mean, like I mean, all out, all out. And then I need to find his autograph and also, you know, have have that on there too. <laughs> you know what? I mean, listen, dreams can come true, folks. Listen, mm -hmm. thanks again for tuning in to today's uh, hot new episode of the Xbox Factor podcast. And of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And it's something that our dad taught us when we were kids. And it's more important now than ever. And he said, some treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you on the Thursday edition of the Xbox Factor podcast. <laughs> <laughs>